0: Love Talk Radio. And anyway, welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. It's good to be back. We're going to be doing some pop-up shows between now and the end of winter. We're going to mix in both soccer and softball. Today's show, though, we'll have a returning guest, the head coach of Duke University Women's Soccer Program, Robbie Churchill. Join me. We'll talk all things Duke Soccer, this is
1: TCRX, the Coach Road Show. I think Coach Kay said it best, and she said, listen, you know, I mean, all kids go to class, they graduate, and they try to win games.
0: I think proven time and time again, seeds are irrelevant. Everything's irrelevant. What's relevant is what you bring on that day and how hard you play and how hard you attack.
1: When you come here, a place like this, you know, you're going to work, and but you're going to leave with a degree that you're going to value.
0: How is YooHoo? Uh, on every household shelf, you go drink a YooHoo today, and you tell me you don't like it. If you drink a YooHoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. Now it's time. Your host, Jared Rogel. And hey again, welcome in everybody for today's show. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. I'm the coach, Jared Rogel. Make sure you uh, jump on Twitter and follow the staff here at TCRS, and their Twitter handle is at Show. That's T-C-R-show. Right now on the phone with me, though, the head coach of Duke University's women's soccer program, head coach Robbie Church. Coach, it's always great to have you on here on TCRS.
1: Well, thank you, Jared. I appreciate it. Always great to be on with you.
0: So coach, right off the bat in that intro there are a couple people you should know very well. The uh, voice <laughs> of John Delowski and the voice of uh Coach.
1: Yeah. yeah, and also that popped up and I was like, Whoa, that's John. Uh his office is right <laughs> beside me and we're very, very good friends and uh he is actually one of my heroes, I tell you what. He's a fun he is a phenomenal coach but a much but a better person too. So uh I learn a lot from him every day. Absolutely every day.
0: Coach, your thoughts on the other uh dear coach on that uh, on that draft in uh, Coach P.
1: Oh, what a great job Coach P has done with our women's basketball team. Um, you know, she she is a She's full of energy um we've brought recruits in we've shown them um a camera and we've shown them the practice facility and every time we see her, she comes over and and talks to us and talks to the recruits and and what and you know just the things that she's done with that program has just been phenomenal and the and the quality of young ladies our, our players are very good friends with the women's basketball team and the quality of young ladies that they that she's brought to duke both on the court and in the classroom has just been absolutely phenomenal
0: well we heard tom glad you brought up in the classroom we heard uh coach panowski on there talking about you're going to come to duke but you're and you're going to work hard but you're going to leave with the degree that you're going to value yep. and i know that's something that you all put a great deal of Uh, time and effort into. Now, Coach, before we talk about your program, I want to talk about and get your thoughts on another sports program that is going to be starting up at Duke in a couple seasons. I, for one, am very excited about it. Anytime a a sports program comes in and all three schools in the triangle have it, it makes it that much better. What is the hype going around right now? on the Duke campus for the implement for the uh start of Duke softball.
1: You know, it, it's it's really everybody's excited about it. It's uh, we've got a really really good coach. Um, she is you can just feel her passion, her enthusiasm for the uh, for the sport here. She's excited to be at Duke. She's excited. I mean, it's different. And I had the privilege of having a startup program at UNC Charlotte when we started the women's soccer program. You know, uh, um, and it, it's different than anything that you'll do in your career. But it's actually one of the more rewarding things. And then for her and Duke to have a softball program to play in the ACC, which is one of the top softball leagues just like all our sports are in the in the ACC, uh, and the ACC being one of the top conferences in the country. So, you know, it, that, that great rivalry with NC State, that great rivalry with North Carolina down the road, uh, you know, but I tell you what, she's hit the ground running, and uh, I think they've had some recruits in already, but Duke did a really, really smart thing because uh, softball is a lot like women's soccer. the recruiting it so so early these days and to bring her in a couple years in advance to get you know to start to be able to recruit those players that will play for her in 2017 2018 when it it really kicks off but bringing them in here in 2017 is a really really smart idea and University of Florida did that uh, with women's soccer when they brought Becky Burley in a year early and everybody was like whoa what is this first time it's ever happened I mean how do you bring a coach in without a team a year early and it really laid the foundation for, for a fantastic program at the University of Florida. So we're excited to hear about Duke to have softball. it be great in the springtime to go to East Campus. They're going to play beside, a, a women's, um, beside the field hockey stadium. Uh, we'll have two venues on East Campus. Two of our athletic venues will be on East Campus now.
0: Uh, Coach, have you had a chance to sit down with Coach Young yet, and what kind of advice have you given her about coming in to the Duke family?
1: Unfortunately, I have not. I, I met her in an all-coaches roundtable. I've actually, when I'm in Cameron, her, her office right now is located in Cameron. And when I've been in Cameron, I've tried to stick my head in, in there a couple times and just have missed her. So I think she's probably been on the road recruiting and just missed her. So I, But I do have that on my list to do is sit down and talk with her. And hopefully we can go out to lunch. Hopefully we can spend some time because, again, especially bringing in another female sport, we're, our, our athletes will be very, very close uh, with with them, so I'm looking forward to uh, to spending that time with her, but everybody that has met with her you know just raves about her passion her enthusiasm, and how excited she is to be here at Duke and I know dr white um, you know we have two new coaches we have a new row, rowing coach also, and we also have the new obviously the new softball coach and we're going to have a, uh, a a dinner at dr. White's house I think it's about the middle of the month for the two new coaches so excited for that to come to down the road. I'll
0: tell you I know it seems we're talking a lot about coaches. This is the coach road show and you know everything starts with the coaching staff. And I, we could not go on with the show today with you if we didn't talk about the announcement that was made yesterday with our uh within the last two days I think with your program and a new assistant right. coach. Tell everybody a little bit about your new assistant coach
1: yeah we actually have we actually have two new assistant coaches, but you know our program was very very unique. Billy Lassane was here for fourteen years, so between myself, Billy Lassane and carla overbeck we we went fourteen years without any changes on our staff, which is unbelievable and it and it really was uh you know it was being able to work together, knowing our strengths and weaknesses, being able to divvy up areas that we wanted to cover it w- it was fantastic and and Billy did a wonderful, wonderful job for us and then he got the opportunity in December to go to the University of Georgia. So Billy went to Georgia, and um, so that gave us a unique opportunity to really look into our program and like say, okay, where are our strengths and where are our weaknesses in our program, and you know who can we bring in that will help our weaknesses and areas that we need to get better. So it was it was a, fi- a fairly lengthy process, but it it worked out very very well. Erwin has uh, come in and, and joined us as. as as our lead assistant coach, um, he will be he will be in charge of development of players on the field. On the field. He's very very good uh, technically. Uh, Irwin spent a lot of time over the last two, uh, last couple of years with Sky Blue, of the women's professional team, and he did a lot of the training at, at Sky Blue and a lot of the individual training at Sky Blue. and And he's got a great soccer mind. He's got great passion for the game. He's got a great soccer mind. And we felt we really needed some help also on the, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Just some new concepts, some new ideas. We felt like we had kind of run our course, uh, course the, on and that side. So Erwin has really come in and, and, and has brought to us looking in this direction. Do you, you know, can we do this? Can we change You know, talking about changing formation. So, and the passion and the enthusiasm and he's younger too. So that has really energized our staff and then has really energized our players. So he's done a phenomenal job too, too. And then Brandon Gawain has come in. Um, Brandon was at Rice as a goalkeeper coach, uh, we at late in the summer um, we had Chris White, who had been with us for a year and a half, took the head coaching job at, at Chowan College in the eastern part of North Carolina. So Brandon's come in and really, really done a wonderful job with our goalkeepers. You know that was a, a great testament that one of our goalkeepers got named Team of the Week on Top Drawer Soccer this week too. So and and that's been a real key to our success so far as is, is how well our goalkeepers play. So so we're very fortunate. We've had some change, but we've had some really positive change in our staff and they really added some enthusiasm, some passion to our program, and the kids are enjoying both of them, not only as coaches, but as people.
0: So, Coach, your team is off to a very solid start once again this year, coming off a uh, a great 2-0 shutout uh, over uh, William and Mary. Just talk a little bit about the beginning of the season so far and some of the things you like, some of the things that your team needs to work on.
1: Right. Now, you know, it all goes back to preseason. And, and, and actually for us, it all goes back to our springtime. You know, we, we had a very disappointing season and, and a season that wasn't up to our standards in 2014. But the girls really made a commitment to turn things around. Um, they did a phenomenal job in the spring of make, getting themselves better. They really worked hard both on the field and off the field. The team became a lot closer in the springtime. Um, they we, we spent a lot of time on our technology ability. We spent a lot of time on playing out of pressure. We spent a lot of time on playing small-sided games in the spring and, and really built our team up. And I think we we laid the foundation. And then there's a four-month period from April to August that the, that you know you you let them go on their own. A lot of our kids have internships. A lot of our kids played in W leagues across the country. But they worked extremely hard on their fitness, on their technical ability, playing as much as they could, preparing for the season. So the the, the day we came in, you could see a real commitment to the program from the girls. You could see a real hunger in our players. And that's carried all the way through, you know, up to this point. We're actually, with the game against William and Mary uh, on Sunday night, is actually one fourth of our season's already completed, which is pretty amazing. And you know, we, we've, we've played different types of teams, and, uh, you know, we've played some teams that were not as strong early in the Carolina, in the Nike Carolina tournament, and then we went up and played an outstanding Penn State team on their field, second largest crowd ever, 42 uh, 4,200 people in the stands, and, and they're very, very good. They're ranked third, fourth in the nation, and we come out with a scoreless draw, and, you know, I think that was a fair result. There's some areas that we've, you know, I think, got to get better on and especially playing at that level and then coming right back flying out saturday morning about 6 a.m coming right back turning around and playing a really really good william and mary's team john daly who everybody knows is a legend in in women's uh college soccer you know it has, has another one of his great teams they were 3 and 0 and had scored 11 goals and only given up one till they came in here on Uh, on uh, Sunday night. So coming in here, they did a, uh, you know, and I I catched a really, really good job. Two-nothing win by us. I thought it was, uh, uh, William & Mary put a number of people behind the ball. um, And, you know, to break down a bunker of ten players behind the ball is not an easy thing to do. So I thought we did a really good job of moving the ball sideways, uh, side to side, trying to open up seams and gaps, and then penetrating. And, you know, we got two second-half goals for that win. So I think if you look at us, right, Right now, we've done a uh, defensively. We're outstanding. We've out, we have a great commitment from all our players defensively. That's from our forwards, our midfielders, our backs, our goalkeepers. We have we've been fortunate. We haven't given up a goal yet. Uh, but, it, but there's a great commitment when, when we turn when the ball turns over to get ourselves back defensively, and we've done a really really nice job on that side of the ball. Now where we have to improve, we have got a couple of areas. Number one is again the, the hardest thing in soccer: is scoring goals, and just kind of the final. Ball, the runs, the runs in the box, the composure, the composure when you're striking ball, when you're striking balls, the movement off the ball. We still got to get better in, but we're we're progressing. I'm I'm very very happy where we are right now.
0: Coach, you touched on it there with, and you talked a little bit about, it, and touched briefly on the W League. How important yep. is it? You know, unlike a lot, unlike most college sports, your athletes have the chance all summer could go out and play still at a very competitive level and then come right. in and be at that top peak performance level that you need them to be at. How important yeah. is the W League um, you know, for college soccer?
1: You know, you're exactly right. It's it's one of the few sports that actually can perform in a league. uh, You know, in a team setting, in a team setting, and play. You know, against top players in the country and develop during the summer. Uh, So I I think it's very, very important that our player that players are obviously playing in the summer, and you know, they play our players play all across the country. You know, but what's unique about that is that we also like those players to also make sure. And especially in July, is to be able to kind of dial it back a little bit because the the W League starts in May. And it goes May, June, July, and then we jump into the season in, in August. Um, and then our most important part of the season obviously is October and, and November and, and early in December. So, you know, you don't want them to play you know for a total of six months and then when it gets really important for us to have them a little bit burned out. So, you know, we, we really like our players to play in the W League in early May, all through May, all through June, and then in July start to die Things back and really work on their technical ability and their and their their fitness level. So when they come into preseason, because women's soccer, men's soccer, and field hockey have the smallest preseasons of any of the NCA sports, so it's important they do a lot of work during the summertime.
0: Is there is there any and this is something that I've always wondered about, coaches, Is there any talks in between college coaches and the WE coaches at all about just what you just said that hey. My player can play for you full out from this period to this period, but starting on this date, she needs to kind of dial it back. Is there any talking in between the organizations?
1: You know the w league has scaled back and and you know within their league over the last two to three years and and it, I don't know if it came from a coaching forum or you know how it came, but they've scaled back they've had their their championship now, if you go all the way to finals, like we had four girls playing with the Washington Spirit Reserve team that won the w league championship and they played the weekend before. So you know, I'm also very aware of the W League. If they make a commitment, you want them to stay through that commitment too. So, you know, what we try to build in is some. You know, I have them send me, okay, if I'm going to play a whole time and I'm playing on a really good W League team, then when am I going to take off a week here? And and the W League rosters are bigger. They're typically twenty eight to thirty players because players kind of rotate in and out during the summer during the summer break with it too. But you know, there had there is definitely communication and dialogue between college coaches and w league coaches with it too and 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 w league coaches are great they know that most of the players are there you know especially the college age players are there to train for college the ones that are out of college obviously it's their soccer fix they're still playing with so they try to you know rotate those players out and and get them some rest also so you know there's and especially like the washington team they take very very good care of their players
0: well coach I gotta tell you this, I know two players that were on the Boston Breakers reserved very, very well. So, you know, we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to come up with something for next season mm-hmm. about not uh, not having the girls beat girls that I know very well.
1: <laughs> okay, we we definitely have to work that out. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> Co- coach, let's talk about this upcoming week. The Duke-Nike Classic, North Carolina, Cal, and USC coming in. You will play yeah. USC and Cal. The USC game will be Friday, September 4th at approximately 7.30 p.m. Uh, the game against Cal will be Sunday, September 6th at approximately uh, one thirty p.m. And I say approximately because you know as well as I do, these things never run on time. Uh, <laughs> you
1: both, exactly of your right.
0: games, both of your games coach Friday and Sunday will be will air on ESPN3. What are you expecting to see out of uh, USC and Cal
1: this week? Well, you know, again, we're so excited to be part of this tournament. This is probably the premier women's college soccer tournament in the country. You're going to have four nationally ranked teams that are performing in this tournament. And then you've got a little subplot which you have, you know, the, the top the top women's soccer the two top women's soccer conferences in the country, kind of the ACC against the Pac-12. So, you know, you got a lot of different little subplots that are inside this tournament. Um, you know, what we're happy about is we're going to get great games. We're going to get great competitions. We're going to see somebody else from across the country. We'll see a little bit of different style of how these teams how these teams played and some of the teams on on the eastern, but they're both very very good teams, um, very athletic teams. Um, play both teams play very very hard, they compete very very hard. Both teams are possession teams, like ourselves in North Carolina a lot. So I think you're going to see a, if you if you're a fan of possession soccer, I think you're going to see a lot of possession soccer um, this weekend. Both teams are very all, all the teams are very attacking oriented uh, teams looking through kind of the stats up to this point yesterday yesterday a lot of goals have been scored by all four teams so i think you're going to see a lot of really creative players on the ball combination play good finishing around the around the goal now saying that we'll probably have four zero zero games um but both teams up up to this point all the teams have shown a really great ability to get forward and to actually score goals so so we're excited, we're excited, you know we're just kind of as we as we have this journey along our season, it's just another weekend that we get to play outstanding teams, prepares for the a c c play, and kind of find out where are we on the national scene you know where where is this twenty fifteen team on the national scene, and what do we need to improve in, and what are we doing well and what are areas that we need to get better at? It.
0: Coach, you mentioned ACC play there, and I want to touch on that, kind of let everybody know what you have going on the rest of the season. Um, ACC, you guys will be at – Duke will be at home against Florida State, Virginia Tech, Pitt, Notre Dame, and NC State, and on the road against Boston College, Virginia, Miami, Louisville, which, Coach, I'll tell you right now, we're hoping to be able to get there. You guys are only going to be about four and a half, five hours away from St. Louis. I'm really hoping I can get there on uh, Sunday, October 11th in uh, Louisville to support you all.
1: Uh, oh, that would be great. Then, yeah, That would be great. We'd then, love to have you there.
0: And then North Carolina on the road as well, which, you know, that's really a home game um, for, all, <laughs> for all intents and purposes for both teams at the home game. Uh, <laughs> when, you look, when you look at the ACC, a lot of top players left the ACC, But a lot of top players, of course, remain. As you said, this is one of the premier conferences in the country. So of these teams and and the players they lost and the players they still have, which of these ACC teams do you feel that your team matches up the best against this year?
1: Um, That's that's a really great question. Um, We typically play really well against Virginia and you know it's one of the top teams in the country and I think we'll be right number 1 in the country after Florida State losing to Florida on Sunday um we're very similar styles at play in Virginia possession oriented teams we recruit we recruit against each other a lot um so you know Virginia we play you know we, we We really match up well, and we have fantastic games—absolutely fantastic games—with it too. Um, You know, Florida State is another one. I think that you know, again, what what am I doing? I'm picking the two top teams in the conference right now: Florida State (laughs) and Virginia, to say. But Florida State's another one because of how they play and because of their spacing on the field, uh, their spacing, and and uh, we we end up typically really playing well against Florida State. But you know, like you say, it's you know, we. Sorry, let
0: me jump in really quick there with. Florida sure. State. How do you think? How do you think the loss of Fields is going to affect Florida State this year?
1: Yeah, they had a number of really great players. I mean, that was a great Florida State team last year. Really, I, I, you know, only I really enjoyed watching them, except for when we played against them when they took us apart down in Tallahassee. But you know, uh, Fields had has was so quick and so fast, and could beat you in so many different ways. She could push it by you and go and get in behind you. She could beat you off the the dribble. The one thing I really liked about her is that she improved every single year. She kept getting, and she ended up with a national champ. And phenomenal. and they lost a number of good, a couple of Icelandic girls, Dagny, who was I thought one of the best players to ever come through the ACC. Also, graduated for them. But again, uh, you know, don't feel bad for Mark; he's just going to reload with really good players too. And same thing with Steve at, at Virginia. But it, you know, it's it's just a phenomenal play in a league like this. You have to be ready every single game. Um, if you don't bring your A game every single game, then you're going to you're going to lose. You know, so as a coach, you, you you're matching yourself. Against some of the best coaches in the country, and then as a player, you're playing against some of the best players in the country. So that's what really makes the ACC special.
0: Coach listen it's been great having you on. Before we let you go, though, we started the show with those with those drops of uh, Coach Demasi and Coach Pete talking about you know what it what it means to be a student at Duke, and there's a lot of a lot of parents, a lot of players that listen to my show on a regular basis. So, for those parents and those players listening to this show now or the ones that will listen to it later during the replay, I want to give right. you a chance here before we let you go to just tell them what it means to be a part of not only your soccer program but the Duke community in general.
1: Right. Well what we try to sell here at Duke is we try to sell a world class education by playing the best women's soccer conference in the country. And and it is a really, really special place. And you know, you can do so many things from here. We have girls in pre we have girls in med school. We have five girls in med school and we've got four girls playing in in the women's professional league. But the great thing about the ones playing in the women's professional league is when the soccer's over, they have that Duke degree in their back pocket and they can take them to that opens many, many doors for for them as they go down the road of life. So, you know, it is a, uh, like we said before, it's a really, really special place for people that really want to be challenged both from an academic standpoint and an athletic standpoint.
0: Coach Church, thanks a lot for joining us here today on TCRS. And like I said, hopefully we'll be able to be there October 11th in Louisville to cheer you guys on. And I know that uh we will have you on many times throughout the rest of the season
1: well, thank you very much I appreciate it and look forward that's gonna that's quite a road trip. We have to go to Miami on Thursday, October the eighth, and then go down to louisville on sunday october the eleventh but uh please look me up when you get into Louisville. We'd love to catch up
0: all right this has been t c r s the coach road show. make sure you guys while you're listening to the show. Uh, Go in on the show description. You can uh, click on the Twitter link as well as the Facebook link. Make sure you follow Duke Women's Soccer on both Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you follow the TCRS staff on Twitter. Again, that handle is at TCRshow. That's at TCRshow. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach Rogel, and that's Coach R-O-G-O-L. Until next time. Later times everybody